It's Selena, and I'm excited that you are here. Welcome to another episode of The Unbreakable Spirit, a podcast dedicated to being a source of healing the immense setbacks that we all have experienced in life by sharing stories of those who have discovered their unbreakable spirit. Please note, we are not experts. We are simply sharing stories of our struggles and how we've been able to overcome them. So today's guest is Malika Riley, knee Grant, who is graciously sharing her story and the road to new job, new love. Malika was married for nearly 30 years and in her words, to a controlling man who was mentally and verbally abusive. She finally decided to stick up for herself and asked for a divorce. Her then husband finally left about three years after her request, and it was in the midst of COVID. Almost immediately following that, she was let go from her workplace of nearly 16 years. Devastated by the extreme directional changes in her life, she says all that she wanted to do was to cover up her head and stay in bed forever, crying, reminiscing, and wondering what she had done wrong to deserve this. Fast forward six months. With the help of close friends, family, and her God, she was able to free herself of the negativity and regain her self-worth. Welcome to the show, Malika, and thank you for trusting me to help tell your story. Thank you for having me. So I, you, know, you don't know that I've done this, so I took a peek. I was looking at your Facebook, and I want to read to our listeners one of your very recent posts. And I think this summarizes where you are right now in your life, and I think this is, this is the blessing. The single most powerful thing I can be is to be myself. Love your body, big or small, all the lumps and bumps, whether or not it works well or if it runs marathons. There's a soul in there. So treat it as the wonderful and amazing soul keeper that it is. Love it, Malika. Love it. Now, I don't know if you wrote it or if you saw it, but the fact that you posted it just tells me. Yeah, sometimes I grab things from the media that I, I relate with you know what about that resonates with you well I, I feel like I I'm, I'm such I, I'm at uh, peace and and you know I can I, I feel so within the my inner self is like able to be out there you know not you know being careful of you know what I might do or say because somebody doesn't like it mm. you know my you know my loved one or whatever like that mm-hmm. so I, I feel really like my day is just like not miserable nobody's squashing you know who I want to be mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and you're yeah. living your authentic life yes 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 I, I want to be who I am I don't want people to be thinking that I'm somebody who I'm not like being fake you know yeah. because yeah. I'm pretending that this uh, relationship I'm in is working and things like that Right, you know, people right. asking for marriage advice and stuff because I'm with somebody for such a long period of time, they think it's all gravy, you right, know. Right, so I got well, tired of that. Now I feel who I like you're am. complete now, yes, you're complete yes. now. So, yes. so you just mentioned the marriage, so I want to talk a little about, bit about that. So, take me back to what you recall like you talked about a 30 year marriage. Mm-hmm. What do you recall as the first signs that you were in an abusive marriage? Uh, okay. Well, you know, after you're out of things, you reflect in a lot, right? You see things that you, you, you never seen, or you, you just kind of maybe, you know, blocked it, you know, right. but, uh, originally it was 
from the first one I was with my husband before we got married, you know, we had some uh, problems and I left him for a while. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I took him back. And I think that was the worst thing I could have did, you know, mm-hmm. after two years separation. And I, you know, I was like done with him, but he talked me back into coming with him right there. That's the controlling aspect of me not wanting him. And because I didn't want him be, you know, he, he pushed himself on me to get me back. So I got back and we stayed together for that long period of time. And in that time, he was just, you know, negative all the time. It, all my, my thoughts and, and, uh, feelings weren't, weren't, um, weren't relevant. Right. Exactly. You know, mm. uh, that what, you know, disregard that disregard that. And still I had to be this wife who, you know, worked as well as came home and had to make the meals, you know, wow. do, I'm, I'm doing the hundred percent kind of thing. And, mm-hmm. and, but, and he still didn't appreciate it. So, cause he was still out there, you know, chatting up women and, and, you know, I, I, I can't say, you know, proof that he actually was physical with them. But as for the text and the social media and stuff like that, uh, you know, I tried to pretend that it wasn't there, but I'm sure it was. But what thing was um, that I, I knew that that was it was one day um, I was I had had a, a mild stroke and this was because it turned out to be because of my stress in my life. Wow. Right? Yes. Wow. That's so, a wake up call. Well, the, the story, it's not it's even worse. The story is I, I called telehealth when I was having it because I didn't know I was having it. And right. they told me to get to the hospital. So I woke my husband up. Right. And he, he he's kind of if and if he wants to take me to the hospital, first of all, like because he's sleeping. So then he gets up and he and he goes to get the car to come get me. In the meantime, when he goes to get the car to come get me, he gets a text on his phone. In all my years I've been with him, I've never, never touched his phone, didn't care, you know, because I had sure. to trust and faith. Sure. So something sure. just me being sick in as well. I took the phone up and looked at it and it was a woman he was interacting with. And not wow. just and interacting with her at the same period of time, I told him to get ready because he has to take me to emergency because I'm having a stroke. He was chatting her up. So it wasn't I wasn't relevant even in that point of period of time. Wow. So right there, I knew that he did not care about me whatsoever. And that's when yeah. my like punching the you know head and say, come on, girl, what are you doing? And after I got well, you know, and I just started, you know, we got this got to end. And I, I did it. And I Malika, so, I, that is, as you said, that's a kick in the head moment. That yeah. is astounding. So you go from complete trust, never looking at his phone. You're in the middle of a health crisis. Yes. And in that moment, you pick up the phone. And in that moment, you're realizing what you're really yeah. dealing with. Yeah. Wow. It was texting so much. I, it was like, what's going on? Right. Yeah. 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 And here, wow. and then, yes. And I gave, and then I even gave him a chance and I said to him, you know, I, when he went, one came back from the car, I say, um, do you have something you want to tell me? <laughs> right. <laughs> I said, there's this, there's this female texting you. I've read the text. So I'm giving you a chance to be honest with me and tell right. me, I said, cause you can't deny cause I read the text. Right. He denies it. So <laughs> there you go. Wrong. I call that wrong and strong. My God. Let me ask you something though. Cause you mentioned earlier about staying and, and being in this marriage. Let me ask you, why did you stay? 
why do you think you like now that you've had a chance to reflect now that you've had an opportunity like you know you you, your life is is very you're in a very different Mm -hmm. place right now why do you think you you stayed give me like three two or three high level reasons why you now think that you stayed low self-esteem I grew up in a, uh, with a single mom. I didn't know what uh, having a, a husband and what it, you know, how to be treated and so forth. And then my child, my right. children. Right, got it. So your reasons were just not having that example of what a marriage looks like and what a good marriage looks like. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have, you don't have the blueprint. So if you don't right. have the blueprint, how are you able yeah, to- Yeah, what am I supposed to replicate? stick with? What am I supposed to put up with? Right. Right. Okay. Got it. So that's, that's really good to know because I think there's more, mm-hmm. um, more of us who have grown up in a single parent household than there are that have grown up in, in, you know, a, a, right. a household with two parents. So mm-hmm. I totally get that. And you say that you stayed because of your children. Mm-hmm. And let me ask you about that, because one of the things that I hear very, very, very often is that people stay for their children because mm-hmm. they're concerned about their children not having that two-parent household. Right. And exactly. then when they finally leave the husband or, or the wife, whoever it is, and they have an opportunity to speak to the children and they, and they have that conversation, the children generally seem to say, I wish you had of a long time ago. So tell me about your experience with that. That's exactly what happened. My, you know, I have two daughters and, mm-hmm. you know, they, I'm their like queen, you know, oh, someone who should be respected and yes, they love, yes. right? Yes, so after yes. all the years seeing me being abused, tra- manipulated, talked down to, you know, disrespecting me, calling me out of my name and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, they say to me, well, you know, like, why are you still there? What's wrong with you? Like, you're telling us to be like this and and you're, you're not, you know, and that's your example, right, right, right. Which is what you just finished saying. You just made saying you didn't have an example. You didn't know an example, right. but even though you're telling your children, Hey, mm-hmm. you know, you shouldn't take this from anybody, but yet they're seeing you do that. And I was trying to stay in that relationship because first of all, I, you know, going, being in the church, you know, yep. Yep. you know, stick in there, you know, you, you got to yep. make the relationship work regardless, you know, God got it. I know God got me, but you yes. know, maybe I'm in a situation that God didn't put me in. God, That's right. I'm just thinking that he did. Cause you know? he allows us, right. He allows right, us. Yeah. We have yeah. to learn from yes, our mistakes and our, right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so you mentioned that, um, you were, you would ask for the divorce and then there was a three-year period that, uh, went on uh, before he actually left. Mm -hmm. So if you had to make like a statement or two about that three-year period, what would you say that was like? Cause I, cause I just can't imagine like coming to a decision, getting it in your head. This is where you need to be. This is what you want to be into. And for three years, it can't happen. Like that's, it was miserable. It was miserable. I hated to come home after work, you know, uh, yeah. knowing that I had to look at somebody who's so miserable and, you know, having to still be in the same bed with somebody not touching them, you know, not feeling any love. And I didn't want him to touch me, right. you know, because right. I, I didn't want to give him the wrong ideas or anything. You know, this is it. Because, uh, you know, if you have a sexual relationship with somebody, regardless, They'll still think because men think they argue one minute and then once you get have oh. make love or whatever, everything's good. 100. <laughs> right. 
Why so, not? Like, we're back to square off. one. We're good. Yeah. Right. What, right. What were we arguing about? I don't know. <laughs> right, right. No, I just, that was it. And I did my own thing. I stopped, you know, slowly. I, I started taking them off my social media, the pictures and things. So people right. wouldn't notice it drastically. Right. And I, right. and I stopped going out with him in public, you know, right. things like that. And he, it was like roommate. How, how, so what, so what did, like what finally made him leave? Um, like what, finally, like three years, you wanted to divorce, but what well, finally the, made him leave? The, he, I, I think he finally found a uh, next woman to be able to put, live with. Cause I haven't, mm-hmm. I had maybe heard from in the last year and a half, probably about three times. Right shortly after that had happened, like a week later, you lose your job and you are just at the lowest point. I don't need to ask mm-hmm. you what the lowest point is because I can completely understand that. Mm-hmm. And so, and you were like really questioning yourself and questioning like, why is this happening to me? And once you stop that questioning, tell me about that. Tell me about what made you like the, the, the transition from that woe is me oh my gosh what am I gonna do like my life is just like in shambles like tell me a little bit about that yeah that was that was a devastating moment because Mm -hmm. you know uh, leaving leaving somebody in a situation you know your financials will be in jeopardy right sure so then to leave the job and not where know where in your next paycheck come was really scary but um you know I, I I was you know downtrodden in bed you know just Mm -hmm. like not wondering what I should do, you know, thank God I have my children and I always think about them first because I, I probably would have taken myself out, you know. Really? Was, like you yeah, were there? You yes, were there? I, I was very there, you wow. know, and uh, my, I had a few friends, you just call me and I was disregarding the calls and, you know, like I was really going into the mental illness stage, you know what yes. I mean? Yes. And, and uh, one of my girlfriends said, you know what, uh, she didn't even say God or nothing. She said, just, just snap out of it. You know, you, you, you don't know who you are, you know, see yourself, you know, it's like, she kind of pulled me out of it. And I thought for a while, you know, okay, let me see. And, you know, and I started to, because I didn't have nothing to do. I started to own my own product, skin product. Right. And it kept me busy. And then I was right. feeling good about myself, you know, like, okay, you know, somebody's liking something that I'm doing and, yeah. you know, cause I yeah. didn't realize my potential cause I was in the rut of a job that I really didn't like, you know, because of, you know, the atmosphere and then a husband that never really, you know, gave me any kind of gratitude whatsoever. Right. Sure. So it felt good. People saying, Oh, this is great. You know, and it started making me feel better. And I was getting back in there with, you know, um, interacting with people again because it wasn't yeah. COVID as well so we were locked sure. up a lot right sure so I it it, it just uh it's just like something snapped and said you, you know it showed me who I started to realize who I am again like oh I'm back yeah yeah <laughs> you know? oh that I that I know that I'm back feeling you know yes. I'm listening to your story and I feel like no disrespect to you I've heard this story so many times mm-hmm. and this is like one of the reasons that I do the podcast is because 
you, you know, when you said you, you just made the comment and you said, you know, the phone was ringing and you just were disregarding it. And I, I kind of know that feeling, right? Cause you, cause people know you to be outgoing and right. vivacious and whatever. And here you are in this stuck in this mental state of, uh, let's just call it what it was. It was depression. Mm. Right? right. And you just didn't want to, you just didn't know how to move through that. Right. And, and right. I think so many people are like that. And then you, this friend just says to you, snap out of it. And I mean, isn't it really interesting because it's like, like I've heard that word, those right. words, that, that a million times, but yeah. in that moment, your soul and your spirit was ready to hear that. Like right. I believe that. And yeah. what you're saying, it feels like you're saying, you know, you just put one foot in front of the other and you just said, okay, well, let me try this little thing. And that I believe that because it was such a directional change, like everything gone, like a dumping and then everything anew. And I really believe that. And that's how I feel right. Like deep in my soul, I feel it. Like like a, a rebirth, a, a, a rebirth, a rebirth. That's the exact word. Yeah. Total, yeah. Re like a total stripping down yeah. of all the things that weren't serving you. Right. Right. But you yes. didn't realize that they weren't serving you at the time. You, it was what I you thought, This is what we're supposed to do. Right. Exactly. This is what you're supposed to do. And this is what you know. That is right. amazing. And, and mm -hmm. like you were stripped right down and you were it, the rebirth. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. That is so great. So, so we know that, you know, it was friends and family and God, um, that you have freed yourself from your negativity. So tell me when you knew you were going to be okay. When did you realize, you know what? I got this. I'm going to be okay. Do you feel that, that there was a one moment or do you feel it was a, a series no. of moments? No, it, it, uh, I think it was like, I just, I just felt, uh, like I had enough, uh, saving, you know, and things like that. And I realized that I could dip into them and still be all right. So I just, the whole year, I didn't look for a job. I, I just let it come, anything come to me, I was taking it. And you know what? The job did come to me and I didn't even look for it. It came to me and it, it it's a it's a blessing job it's better than the one i had before you know amazing right so i you know the same as like i'm in a new relationship and that is just blossomed like and, amazing you know, I, and Look that came that. to me just like that either i wasn't even looking for a relationship because i was like planning to stay like you know right cool but you know what myself. you know what you said something right at the beginning of our interview and you said that, you know, you weren't, you know, the low self-esteem and you weren't being put down and you weren't being mm -hmm. silenced. And so it's almost like the moment you step into your truth and who you are and who you're meant to be and your purpose. Mm -hmm. And that's when everything came to you that looks like how it should be. Yeah, it, feel, it feels right. Amazing. Amazing. That is awesome. So tell me, Maybe a hard question. Maybe you know this, but tell me how you see life differently today than you did. And how has maybe the world changed for you in your eyes? I feel like a, uh, I was a rose that was dehydrated and almost dead, you know, for the, the petals falling off and crumbling. Yeah. And yeah. now I feel like I'm one that had opened up and blossomed again. I really do. Even though I'm 55. Proud to say it, you know, I, I feel like uh, I, I started like as a 30 year old, you know, getting on their own and making their self away. And I feel like that. That's amazing. The optimism 
it shows it shows and you know what I think I realized that you know we're still gonna have moments in our life because that's what life is about but I love that you are on your way and I love you. your journey and I'm so grateful I'm so grateful yeah, that you didn't you. listen to whatever those thoughts were right. um, that were going on in your head. It's funny. I recently uh, saw um, it was a, a little excerpt from an interview with Mike Tyson and somebody else. And they were talking about, you know, stuff that he may have suffered with mental health. Right. And one of the things he said, he's like, man, the worst neighborhood in the world is right here. Sometimes I saw that. I did you? That. I yes, thought that I was did. amazing. So, yes, and it's, it's true. true. Like you've got yes. to really look after your mental health yes. and preserve your mental health. Because yes. little things that people say, they don't even realize how much you can affect one person. It impacts. You know, and it, right. And yeah. so if you yeah. continuously, you know, have something told to you, you will eventually believe that. Believe it. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's true. It's true. Well, Malika, I am so grateful that you came on. Yes, I am I'm so, so glad to have me there. Thank you. And, 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 you know, you, without hesitation, you wanted to do this. And I'm so happy that your heart is a heart that wants to share and yes. help somebody maybe bridge the gap, somebody that may be going through something like this and knowing that it's they never too, too late either. It's never too late, 55, and they too can be a rose that blossoms no matter yes. what age. Amazing. Yes. Thank you, my friend. Thank, thank you, you so much. I appreciate your time. The Unbreakable Spirit thanks you very much, yes, Malika. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unbreakable Spirit podcast. Feel free to share feedback or any topics that you think should be covered. Please click like and click share. Make sure that you're following us on our IG handle at the.unbreakablespirit and subscribe to our YouTube channel by searching The Unbreakable Spirit Podcast for the soul. If you'd like to reach us directly, we can be reached at email address, therailtus at gmail.com. That's therailtus at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and bye for now.